Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. Hey listeners, in this episode, we're talking to a female pharmacist who owns her own business and is helping other women by helping to regulate their hormones. Anna Garrett, she will be up later in this episode. And I wanted to remind you that my new book focused on women in pharmacy leadership titled How Pharmacists Lead will be available October 1st on Amazon. You can go ahead and pre-order the ebook now, but be sure to watch for the paperback to drop October 1st. I hope you'll check it out to be inspired by many other women pharmacists who are pioneers. Okay, so today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Our guest is Dr. Anna Garrett, who has been a clinical pharmacist for over 20 years and has worked in a variety of practice settings. While traveling her career path, she discovered that working with women in midlife is her true passion. She offers a variety of services, including hormone balancing, weight loss, and health coaching designed to help women in perimenopause and menopause escape from hormone hell and feel amazing in their bodies so they can rock their mojo through midlife and beyond. Dr. Anna is passionate not only about helping women get their hormones balanced, but also about teaching women how to advocate for themselves in the healthcare system. Dr. Anna received her Bachelor of Science and Doctor of Pharmacy degrees from UNC Chapel Hill and is a board-certified pharmacotherapy specialist. She's also certified intrinsic coach and has studied through the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. She is the author of Perimenopause, The Savvy Sister's Guide to Hormone Harmony, which was published in April of 2019. Anna, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Well, thanks for having me, Hillary. I'm excited to have a chance to talk to you today. Well, thanks for joining us. And now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your background, maybe you can fill in any gaps from that intro or share a little bit about your personal life. Well, it sounds like my path was linear, but it was anything but um, to get where I am today. So I actually started out as in, in accounting, if you can believe that. <laughs> And, and I have this degree and I'm like, well, I don't even use it to do my taxes anymore. I pay somebody to do that. But anyway, um, so that's how I got started. And just uh, I worked for Domino's Pizza. I never practiced as an accountant. I worked for Domino's Pizza and did marketing and um, worked for them for a number of years. And then uh, I was married to a pharmacist the first time as well. Um and I just decided, oh, this is a great job I can do part time and it pays well and I can have kids and blah, 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 blah. And uh, when I was in pharmacy school, I ended up doing a hospital residency and I loved it so much that uh, retail became immediately off the table. And I went on to do um, create a job as a clinical coordinator and did all kinds of things in hospitals and ended up in ambulatory care. Uh in High Point, North Carolina, and started a clinical pharmacy services for a big physician group, and then moved to Asheville in 2008 and worked at Mission Hospital here for three years, 
as a manager and then decided I wanted to start my own business. So <laughs> it's just, I tell people I have the attention span of a gnat because um, I get easily bored, but I've been doing this for eight years. So that's probably the longest I've ever done anything uh, professionally anyway. Um, and we live in Asheville and just love it and um, have three kids who are not kids. They're in their forties and thirties and have six grandchildren. So uh, that's a little bit about my life. Yeah. All right. Well, Asheville is a fun place. Um, and yeah, definitely familiar with, with Mission Hospital. So very interesting. It is, it is neat to hear people's career paths and, and especially those that don't originally start in pharmacy. So um, interesting to kind of, uh, you know, hear a little bit more about that. So Anna, you, um, you know, worked in, in the hospital setting for a while, did, did the, the clinical training with, with the hospital residency and, and then really were able to, to ramp up some, uh, clinical services in the ambulatory setting. How did you kind of find your way into your niche now, which is, focused on women, kind of midlife, perimenopause, menopause? Well, when I was at Mission, um, I part of my responsibility was to manage um, our wellness program for the employees. And uh, we had our care managers go through um, a coach training program. So they did the level one of the program. And really that was to help them um, – work more efficiently with their, their clients and the people that they uh, were doing disease management with. And um, I, you know, I thought, Oh, as the manager, I need to know what's going on in this class. And I had personally worked with uh, a a coach myself. And um, so they all completed the level one course and I went on to complete the entire certification. And I was just like, you know, this is, this can be really impactful. And so we added health coaching to our services that were available for our employees. So um, me and another nurse uh, were the coaches for that. And I invariably got the women who were 49 and they'd come in and tell me, Oh, I'm about to turn 50 and X, Y, and Z is happening. And um I was really struck by one of the people that I worked with who came in and told me that she had gotten admitted to the psych ward twice, once on the good side and once on the bad side. So the good side is where you admit yourself. The bad side is where you try to commit suicide and you get um, committed. And so she said, you know, I, I just knew that it was not psychiatric. I thought it was all hormonal. And Um, As it turns out, she was right. Her hormones were completely depleted. And this is before I even got into the hormone realm. Um, She said she got hooked up with a a clinic who did hormone management. And instantly she was better, got off of all her psych meds. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. (laughs) I need to learn more about this. Um, So I sort of undertook, you know, a learning journey all about hormones. And that's what I did with the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. I took their uh, endocrinology module and I started going to some seminars and I trained um, training programs with a couple of OBGYNs. Speaking of education, 
Are you aware of the 2014 Drug Disposal of Controlled Substances ruling that regards safe disposal of unused medications? Well, we're lucky to have RX Destroyer sponsoring the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. RX Destroyer ready-to-use chemical drug disposal systems are safe, easy, and affordable products, which protect the environment and can save thousands in fines. To get more information on products, training, and medication waste compliance, check out www.rxdestroyer.com slash talk to your pharmacist. So I just kind of went down this path and I met a compounding pharmacist um, in Durham who had a big practice doing hormone uh, balancing and creating plans for people. And so I went and spent the day with her because I knew I wanted to start a business, but I just wasn't quite sure exactly what that was going to look like. And by the time I left, I was like, that's it. We're, we're doing the hormone balancing thing. So I don't have a compound compounding pharmacy because I don't want to have a bricks and mortar business. I want to be able to be location independent. So my whole practice is virtual. So that's kind of how I got where I am. And I was my ideal client. So, um, you know, I was 50 when I started my business. And so uh, I, I could really relate to what my clients were going through. Yeah, that makes makes so much sense. So the uh, intrinsic coach is something that you picked up along the way, and then that just kind of naturally led into uh, your your other training. And, you know, for so many people, um, I guess one of the big takeaways is if you are interested in something or have a passion, you know, learn more about it. You know, there's always, there's all these online classes um, or, you know, other ways to educate yourself and continue learning. It's not just, you know, through CE, uh, things like that, or, you know, going and and talking to other pharmacists uh, that are, you know, in that kind of field that you're interested in. So um, I appreciate that, that you never started, stopped learning. Well, And my latest thing um, that I've been doing for the last two years is I'm in the School of Applied Functional Medicine. So I recognized that I wanted to be able to serve my clients in a um, broader and deeper way. So I enrolled in that and I'm currently in the second semester. And so I'm learning a lot about gut health and um, God, there's a whole realm of stuff that they teach. But uh, anyway, so that's that's my latest thing. Got it. Um, so, Anna, you you mentioned another thing that you specifically chose to do an online or to or to do a non bricks and mortar type of business. Tell us a little bit more about your choice to do that, and then what that um, looks like when you are interacting with, and you know how to how do patients find out about you, and how are you able to to build up your your practice in that way? So the the first thing I did was I when I decided to start a business, I got really clear about what I wanted that to look like in my life. Um, So I think, you know, if somebody's considering starting a business, you don't want the business to be running you. You want to run the business and have it fit into the life that you want to create. And I knew that um, at the age of 50, I wanted to have more flexibility and freedom to travel and basically be able to work from anywhere. And so that was 
you know, in addition to helping people, but that was sort of my guiding um, place to start. And so an online business was a natural fit with that. Um, And, you know, it's taken me eight years to really, well, not, not eight, seven, to really be able to replace my pharmacist's income. And I don't really want that to scare people because I continued to work PRN in a, in a Coumadin clinic, actually the clinic I used to manage. Um, and so I wasn't really working full time at building the business, but uh, there are a lot of ways to go about it. So it's not like you have to jump in with both feet, but what it looks like for me is um, I use zoom for my client calls and it's just, you know, it's pretty much like being in the same room with somebody And then I have a system set up for managing my customers and payment and health, um, health information forms. And so I have systems set up to automatically manage all of this stuff so that I don't have to chase down everything. And, you know, it works really well. I have clients all over the world. Um, I've had a couple of people in Africa. Um, I've got somebody in Columbia, not South Carolina, Columbia, the country, um, the UK, they're everywhere. So it's allowed me to provide access to a service that a lot of women have trouble finding in their area. So it's, it's been super rewarding. Yeah. Wow. I mean, the, the reach that you've been able to get with that is amazing. Um, so that is so neat, neat and cool to see that it's, it's such a needed service. I think that's important is, you know, making sure that there's, um, a market for your services. Exactly. Yeah. You mentioned you're like, I was my ideal client. Um, so yes, I mean, just such a need for, uh, women's health and, and especially that I love the other point that you brought up about, um, you know, when, when to make the jump. Um, and so for you, you know, your husband's also a pharmacist and, you know, maybe just, and for you to be able to continue working PRN, it, it was able to work financially for you other than just going all in, um, which can be a little scary. So I think that's something to point out to, to future entrepreneurs is that, um, you know, you don't have to compl- just go ahead and like, oh, I've got this great idea. Let me quit my job. Exactly. <laughs> Talk uh, about stress. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, yeah, you're prob- probably working a lot of like nights, weekends, um, things like that, just to kind of, you know, pour that into your business. Uh, so it, it does take a lot of hard work. Um, you know, I, I totally can relate to that with, you know, having a full-time position and then doing my other things on the side, you know, you, you just cut out some TV or cut out some other things that, um, you know, are maybe not as productive. So, um, all right. Well, well, another thing that, uh, our listeners might want to know a little bit more about is, all right. So you've got kind of the coaching process. How do you connect your patients with some of the therapies that they need? Are you maybe recommending certain types of, of compounded medications or, or what does that look like? I'm sure a lot of the work that you're recommending is probably lifestyle and, and some non-pharmacological things, but, um, 
Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about what that looks like. So I have sort of a three-pronged approach to working with my clients. And the first step, as you mentioned, is lifestyle because you cannot out-supplement a, a, a bad lifestyle, which includes stress management, because I, I believe that underlying most hormone imbalance issues is stress. And um, so that's a really important component. And then also uh, the way people eat. And then the second step is supplements. So I um, work mostly with things that are available over the counter. Um, And then if someone needs prescription uh, hormone replacement, I will work through their physician to to get that implemented. Um, And, you know, you know, as well as I do that dealing with doctor's offices can be um, fraught with all kinds of issues. (laughs) So uh, this is where the advocacy piece comes in. Um, (laughs) And so I, you know, if I'm having trouble getting through to a physician or they're being resistant to what I'm recommending, um, I do teach women how to talk to their doctors about hormone replacement and give them information on, on, you know, what to say and, uh, you know, any, any literature that they need, um, that obviously is written for lay people. But, um, so there's, there are a lot of different ways to go about this. And, uh, I think I've only had maybe one physician in the whole time I've been doing this, it was just like, no, we're not doing this. So, uh, and that was, that was very early on. Um, because most doctors don't know a lot about hormones and, uh, you know, they think back to 2002 and, Oh, you know, estrogen causes cancer and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, no, we're not, we're not there anymore. Um, and so it's just a matter of bringing people up to speed. So anyway, that, that's how I work. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And, you know, I I would, I definitely probably assume or, or agree with you that, you know, most, most physicians probably, or a lot of pharmacists, you know, a lot of, a lot of people probably are just not as familiar about hormones. It's, it's become more and more popular, um, of course, but so many people are just kind of given the, um, out of the the bottle, you know, like a Primarin, Primarin standard dose or, um, or, you know, another estrogen therapy or something. Um, and so to really be able to, to customize it and, and individualize that, um, is probably so incredibly helpful. So, um, I'm sure you've got plenty of women who are, um, thanking you and, and happy and, and going on their merry way, um, now that their hormones are balanced. That was such an interesting story, uh, that you led off with about even the, the mental kind of, um, I guess, effects of not having your hormones in balance. I mean, it was just, it was just stunning to me. Um, and you know, I mean, I still keep in in touch with this, this woman because she's local, but, I just, I couldn't believe, you know, what she was telling me. (laughs) And, you know, we don't get a lot of training in pharmacy school on hormones and um, if any, really. Uh, And I just was like, how can this possibly be? Um, But but boy, I'll tell you, I have had so many people, I I have a private Facebook group. That's one of the ways I've built my business um, is with this Facebook group. And there, I think there's 6,600 women in it right now. Um, 
and the number of people who have just you know pseudo suicidal tendencies and terrible moods i mean it's just it's unbelievable so anyway it, it's great that i have the ability to be able to help them pull pull out of that kind of stuff yeah so you have you know successfully managed to build your business over the last seven or eight years and uh, have now also help others who are, are starting or interested in doing their businesses. Um, tell us a little bit more about that and maybe your thoughts on uh, pharmacists who want to start their own business. What kind of advice do you have for them? Um, well, first of all, do it. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, so I, um, in 2017, I helped launch the Metapreneur Summit, and that is a uh, an event that has been held yearly to um, give pharmacists who are interested in entrepreneurship a chance to come meet with like like minded people, hear speakers who are in different areas of business. Um, I participated. Well, I helped plan that in 2017 and oh wait, 18 and 19. And then I, I left that group um, because I have too much other other things to do. But and they had to do it virtually this year, obviously because of COVID. But um, through that, I began to do coaching for pharmacists who want to uh, start their own businesses. And so I help uh, pharmacists who are in startup um, figure out who their ideal clients are, what kind of services they want to offer, how to package that. Um, just the basics of starting to build a business, um, how to, you know, create their marketing plan, all of that kind of stuff. So I've been doing that for three years and I work with a very, you know, a small handful of people on that because um, I don't have a lot of extra time to put that into my other client work. So anyway, it's really, really fun to watch people get their businesses off the ground um, and go forward. And so the advice I, I have is just to, you know, think about the market that you want to serve. Is there a need there? Is there a way to charge um, for your services? Because obviously, if you're going to have a business, you've got to make money. And uh, pharmacists um, often have a hard time charging for their services because we've been taught that we should, you know, be counseling and giving away our brains for free, as my husband puts it. Um, but so I found a niche where the the women were not being served well by the traditional medical community, and they also, uh, in midlife, had more disposable resources as a general rule. I mean, some people don't, but I also have a lot of free information in my group and on my website, so there's something for everybody. But for the people that want one-on-one -on -one work, um, there's an opportunity for that. So. It's just, you know, it's it's not a path that's for everybody. Um, it requires you to really put yourself out there. And some people are just not comfortable with that. But I would say if you're not happy doing what you're doing, especially if you're, you know, in your 30s or early 40s, you've got a long career left ahead. And so being miserable is, uh, is not a good option, I don't think. Um, you know, it, was, it wasn't going to be for me. So anyway, that's... I don't know. I have lots of advice. We could go on all day about this. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's great. Um, and 
And so speaking of kind of uh, other advice, uh, one of the questions I love to ask uh, our guests as our final question is, what is some advice that you would tell your younger self or for other pharmacists out there who are just getting started in their careers? Um, I would say, because this is what I did, I basically said yes to everything that came my way early in my career. Um, and if I had not, I would never have ended up in the ambulatory care role that I that allowed me the opportunity to start clinical pharmacy services. And I would say that was really a pivotal um that was really a pivotal point for me in my career because it launched me in a completely different direction than, than I had been going. Um, and I would say, look for mentors along the way, uh, people who are doing a kind of practice that you are curious about and, you know, pick their brains. Cause um, I'm always happy to share what I'm doing <clears throat> and give people encouragement to, you know, to chase their dreams. And I realize you know, nowadays people have huge student loans and things like that. So it makes it a little more challenging, but, uh, you know, don't, don't pigeon pigeonhole yourself in a, in a, in something that you don't enjoy at all. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Anna, so great. Um, thank you so much for, uh, talking with us today and sharing a little bit more about um, the the niche that you've created for for yourself and that's helping so many women, not only across the country, but across the world. It was such a pleasure to have you as a guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Well, I'm just so grateful to have had the opportunity and I, I thank you for that. Speaking of women leaders, my new book on women in pharmacy leadership will be available October 1st. You can go ahead and pre-order the ebook, but the paperback book will be available on October 1st, just in time for American Pharmacist Month. Thanks again for listening to this episode. We are going to be relaunching our newsletter, so be sure that you're signed up over at pharmacyadvisory.com. There's a place to sign up for the newsletter, and we're going to be sharing some good content there. And if you liked this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps us to get in front of more pharmacists and others interested in the pharmacy industry. We really appreciate your support in sharing this content. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group, for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening.